Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yes, friends! Journey has at an end! For now! Showdown! Skeksis vs. Gelfling! Aratham and Grundix! Yes! We have death! Yes, we have birth! Yes! Best of all, we have Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, Episode 10! Is is season finale! It starts now! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I mean, should I have gone a little bigger? Was that not enough? I think that was a little small. I, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, maybe season two. Welcome to the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance after show. The season, or so we hope, season finale, episode 10. I'm Christian Blatt. I've been on this long journey with you all along the way. And with me, for most of it is our own Angelica Trey. Yes, most of it. Hello. Hi, guys. Lovely to have uh, enjoyed the final episode with you. There was so much happening. Oh, my gosh. So much I wanted to cry. There uh, there were a couple of uh, tears that got welled up inside because uh, I was sitting there with you. If I were at home, might have shed a tear or two. This would have been like a waterfall over there. It might have been. You know, you didn't see me when I saw Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Believe me. There are times that I just can't help myself. So we are going to talk about the season finale and uh, our expectation for a future season or seasons because clearly, spoiler, this does not end at the point where then the movie will start. There is still a lot of... There are many a trine between now and where the movie can take place. Yeah, they left it open to having a few more seasons. We haven't heard anything back Correct on anything being renewed. No, it's been up for like five days, and yeah. right now Netflix is usually making everybody wait for a few months for their shows. Mm-hmm. You know? so. Exactly. So we will hear back, and I'm sure we will be tweeting about it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever I, I, the news is. I'm going to be going through HUP withdrawal one way or the other. Oh but no! I know. At least we got we got some uh, some great HUP action. So we will break down this episode. We'll kind of go through it in the order it happened because we're only talking about one episode. We'll also talk about the season as a whole, but first, Angelica, I wanted to ask you, your thoughts on this as an ending to at least this story, this one episode, this one season that we've gotten now. So, yeah, I mean, as far as this fun, like season finale that we've gotten, I think it's been it's been a wild ride, and we saw a lot go down. We yeah. saw, like, a final battle in this episode, and... Um, it was penultimate. It felt uh, very, like, heightened emotions. Like like I said, I wanted to cry so many different times. And we've seen, you know, some, some tragic moments and some really heroic, triumphant moments. And I, I'm excited to talk a little bit more about those. But um, one of my favorite characters and one of everyone's favorite characters kind of befell a sad fate. Yeah, it's true. There's uh, someone that uh, I think we instantly fell in love with. And 
you might think I'm talking about Hup, but uh, Hup's Hup's story has still yet to Hup be told. We need a count for you. How many times I mention him? <laughs> yeah. It's well, I mean, how many times I think about him during the day? I don't. I don't know what that it's count. It's endless. Would be. I'll tweet every time I think about <laughs> Hup. So you'll just see me tweet out like a hundred pictures. Uh, of unfollowing Hup. now. <laughs> oh, sad. But you know what? Understood. As much as we all like Hup. But yeah, we we see some really important transformations uh, for a number of characters. Uh, some for the benefit of Thra, and uh, I would say some very negative transformations for the Skeksis, and uh, some in a very final sense. So we'll talk about all of that, but right away, early in the episode, we get a little bit more will they or won't they sweet talk for Rianne and Deet, and uh, Deet's kind of like... Uh, all right, slow your roll, buddy, because uh, now she knows that she's not quite right. She's got the darkening coursing through her, even at that point in the episode. Uh, a process that I'm calling the deetening because she is darkening and her name I is Deet. I don't like that. You don't, don't like that at no, all? No, it doesn't You don't ring. like it, but it's what's happening. Okay, yes, but the the terminology here. Is she the dark, is it the dark deetening? Dark deetening, deet. The de the deet narconic. <laughs> now that's not even real words. <laughs> You're just making stuff up. Now. I am because I just want to talk about uh, what happens. So it's so sad. So even at this point in the episode, and she's only had the century trees abilities for a short amount of time. But when we were watching it, you pointed out something that the century tree gave her those abilities because the century tree was getting caught up in the darkening. So uh, your observation as we were watching it was. Uh, which one exactly? The, that, dar- the, the darkening. The darkening is now a part of her. Yeah, the darkening also came along with the the oh, tree. Oh yeah, of, she's what, been the century corrupted. tree's abilities. Yeah, yeah. So, so you get all these great powers, mm-hmm. but with great power comes great, great darkening. darkening. <laughs> nice, nice. You'd think we planned that? Didn't. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> so yeah, and you know she just knows that like this is this is for the best. But we've seen those flash forwards of uh, what could befall Deet and. Just because it didn't happen in this episode doesn't mean that it couldn't still happen. So as we go through this episode, you know, we we see Deet. She's able to kind of go back and forth. Like when she sees Brea, she's she's our usual Deet. Like, oh, my God, my best friend. I missed you, you know, because everyone's her best friend. Yeah. So well, she's so sweet. It's hard to so hate her. She's so sweet. No, I, 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 yeah. I mean, just because she's never taken a bath, I still don't. I don't hold it against her. You know, clean cleanliness is overrated. Just ask the podlings from the 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 uh, order of lower service. Okay, was that that smell? I was wondering who it was, Christian. Well, let's just say there's somebody from the panel who's not here anymore. So maybe (laughs) it wasn't me who smelled, or maybe I scared her. I mean, you did just say cleanliness is overrated. uh, Maybe, yeah, maybe (laughs) she got she sat. Rachel sat a little too close to me and then was uh, scared away. But let's talk about this transformation so that you don't want me to call the deepening but the dark deep before us the the deep phoenix saga oh da- no the dark deep it's the, still going it is still going let me know what you think about it whatever we call it yeah so uh in case you guys don't know i am handling live chat i'm reading all of your guys's comments and c torres says i like it i cried a tear from one eye I'm assuming during some really sad moments. Now, was it from one eye that uh, you can actually take out and send to do some reconnaissance? Oh, yeah. I mean, speaking of. Because if Agra cried, it would it could only be from, from really that one eye, I think. Agra? What about the middle eye? The third I don't, eye? I don't think that one can cry. No? I think it's too wise to be overcome with emotion. So you're, Okay. So wisdom can't. 
wisdom knows better. <laughs> but let's talk about our own tears shed for what happened to Sweet Deet. Sweet Deet. Um, so, yeah, I'm so sad. Like, that final, I mean, we're kind of, like, fast-forwarding a little bit. But, yeah, that, like, scene where Rian just kind of um, realizes what's going on and, and Deet's, you know, kind of walking to her fate. It was yeah. just really sad, really heartbreaking. And it was just, like, it was a realization, I think, for everyone that, like, the sweetest, nicest character now has the darkest path that they have to walk ahead yeah. of them and like she has to isolate herself and i'm just i don't know it's it's just heart-wrenching yeah and like meanwhile rian's like i kind of did the hard work my my glaive's kind of broke yeah. and uh I, I don't know i just uh i, I like brought people together you know it's rian like, got the easy route here yeah i feel like he got the the neo like oh chosen one suddenly imbued with all these skills and powers rian i want to talk to you about <laughs> the matrix and it's like he you know it's like yeah we we have the bravery character but then you know all of the like bravest moments i feel like were you know, maybe some of the other characters like D, you know, in that moment. And so I'm just like, oh, man, like. Yeah. But to be fair, Rian is always, you know, he's always at the front lines. He's always jumping into battle. He isn't really thinking about the consequences, maybe to his detriment. But he's always ready to basically take the charge and, and bring the fight to the Skeksis. Uh, when and he we, escapes death very well. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's gotten very good at that. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so. We we kind of start off with they're getting ready for, you know, because we had the big speech at the end of episode nine and everybody, they're waiting for all the Gelfling to uh, come. I guess, you know what, I guess uh, traffic on Thra is pretty bad in the morning. You know, maybe not everybody's there when they expected them to be, but they have enough Gelfling to take the stand against the Skeksis. And I know you were going to talk about a Hup count. He's about to come up again oh, because man. when Brea shows up, she says... Thanks for my journal. Hey, where's Hup? Like, he's important to her because he should be important to all of you and all of us. So I thought that uh, it's it, it was sort of a nice touch, you know, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, I think that she's always been, you know, Tavra might have been the fun princess, but I think Bray has always been the sweet one. And it just sort of reminds you that she's like, yeah, I mean, Hup's a podling, but he's kind of part of our gang. Where is he? You and know? Celadon is the... <sighs> she's she's the ideas person you know she's the boss lady she's She's like she's yeah she's the the queen bee and b might might be short for another word i don't know i'm not gonna judge you can hey that's not for me to say that's not my word at least we saw a little bit of a redemption we've definitely seen that even even as this episode started you know by the end of the last episode she's like all right well i'm you know i got my mother killed and now my sister i got the one sister 180s everywhere It's uh, it, it's very tough, but <laughs> I I like that we see just the realization of how serious this cause is. So you have Madra Farah begging Rian for forgiveness, and it's like you know we're here to fight. I know I didn't listen to you. That probably would have helped a little bit, but honestly, not that much. You know, yeah. it still would have uh, led to this moment. Uh, and they, you know, there's sort of like that moment of like, wait, Mother Augur's gone. Yeah, we were kind of ha- counting on some uh, witchy magic, mm. and I don't know if we if we have a, a, a lot of that, you know. But my point about Rion taking a stand, he's like, eh, I got the dual glaive, I'm not afraid. He's like, 
I'll, I'll, I'll die where I stand, but stand before I run again. So like that just shows you that's still in the back of his head, that idea of like, oh, so all you do is run away when things get bad. It's like, not anymore. Yeah. So I, I think that we're, we're really building to this great showdown. And there's what I thought was a nice montage of you have the Gelfling kind of getting ready and you have the Skeksis getting ready, which for the first time in many Trine or at least many episodes, the Skeksis seem to actually be serious. You know, oh yeah, th- because usually it's just like they're laughing and drunk on essence, and you know, eating anything that that well, anything that moves. Because if it's dead, it's not going to be delicious. I was honestly surprised the Skeksis showed up. I felt like they were such, um, you know, all bark no bite yeah. type characters or type species that when I saw them actually standing there, like face to face, you know, in yeah. this final battle, it was a. a interesting moment for me to to see that because it made them almost like normalized you know they'd been sitting on these like thrones yeah. and in these uh palaces you know this entire season well you could have understood if the emperor is like okay well you know i am the emperor so you guys all have to go and fight you mm-hmm. know I, I i need to i need to be here i thought it was an interesting choice that he's like no, i'm gonna leave the scientist behind because you know, he did have a task. He was building these new warriors, you know. I wish they hadn't left the scientists behind. Because you I'm think just... he would have been killed right away. <laughs> that would, no. Well, I mean, that would have been nice because uh, remember what I said previously that I kind of like the scientists and I yeah. empathize? I don't not anymore. Oh, you don't, not anymore. I'm upset. I'm mad at the scientists. Yeah, he took things out on the on the Grundex. That was her- yeah. horrible. <laughs> that was horrifying and I'm glad they didn't show it to us. Yeah. You know, we just had from his little fuzzy buddy now let's talk about the grunnecks for a moment because one of them got unstitched and we heard him talk but they don't you know they they're sort of like podlings where it's just like they kind of had piece some words together they're not great conversationalists um that by no means excuses what he did to them just because they're not chatty cathy's but i was just wondering what you thought about sort of the moment where they're like all right the chamberlain said he was gonna set us free clearly he's not going to you know what the scientist is a little bit of a pushover and they just decide to uh, take a stand against him, right? Yeah, I think that it was a moment for them where they realized we're not ever going to be free of, uh, you know, these people. And so we're going to have to create our own freedom. And it was an awesome moment. I was so excited. And then it it got dashed so hard. Oh, so so hard. hard. Now, here's a question I wanted to ask you. Sort of like one of their knowing glances was when the uh, the Aratham, the spitter, was like spitting the body, the corpse was spitting out all the liquid, which was a disgusting sequence, but couldn't have happened to uh, to a nicer Skeksy than the scientist to get it all spit over. They were sort of like scooping up basically the venom. And did you think they were going to do something with that? Yeah, well, I didn't know if they were going to do something with it, but I did think that the scientist was going to, like, maybe there's some sort of acidic quality in this suddenly, and that it was going to hurt him, but it just somehow didn't. Well, I thought that they were going to mix it with his essence, and I thought that we were going to see him drink, because, you know, he drops one at some point in the episode. So when that happened, I'm like, oh, clearly he's going to want some more essence, because he's got, he's squirreled it away. You know, he's got basically all the essence that's left. So maybe you mix some of that venom with it, he's going to drink it, and then he's going to, you know, kill over. So that's what I thought was going to happen. And maybe looking way down the road, perhaps they did do that to some of the essence. And maybe he still has a secret stash, you know. Maybe. 
Uh, but that's pretty far down. The yeah, line. that's yeah, that's pretty like uh, a pretty minute throwback. If the, they do put that in the future. well, it would be one of those ones where they would kind of flash they would back have and to flash. You, like, <laughs> you don't sure. remember this, but here's what happened. Remember that one moment yeah. where they were scooping up venom? But sometimes, like when you watch, you know, a show that's not on Netflix, and they do like previously on, and you see like this one thing, you're like, well, why is that in there? I don't even remember that character, and they're like. Oh, uh, okay. Cause yeah. Something important happened. But um, yeah. in, in any case, uh, so what do you think about just the scientist? He gets left behind. The The hunter becomes reanimated and he makes fun of him for being a coward. And he was the, on that Agra essence. Yeah, that's, that's some sweet that was essence. That's the strong stuff. But the scientist <laughs> was like, I wanted to fight. The emperor wouldn't let me. Mm-hmm. He's playing emperor. He's getting mad at the the podlings, you know. But even the podlings are like, hey, you know what? It's just you, and you know, there's like two Skeksis we'd take a stand against: the Chamberlain and you. We're out, and then the podlings just just march off, you know. That was nice. Like honestly, it, throughout this entire like season watching Thra, it's like I like the podlings more and more. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I almost think they need their own show or something because this is so focused on the Gelfling. I'm like, but the podlings though. So if the season podlings two? had their own show. Season who, two who, podlings? Who should be the main podling in charge uh, oh, of no, the show? I'm gonna say it. I, I I don't have any ideas. If you're watching in the chat, whether you're watching live or the archive, does does their name rhyme oh with pup? Oh my gosh. Does their name rhyme with pup? I don't know. Just asking. Ugh. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee no, that there's I like a pod, I guarantee there's a podling named Ugg. I do like <laughs> Ugg. Yeah, there has to be. It's me. It's a boot. I'll I'll do the voicing for that. That'd be exciting. Um Speaking of voices, get ready. Something's oh no. coming up for you a little later. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Um so speaking of the Skeksis right now, Playoba in chat says Game of Thrones ain't got uh crap, for lack of better terms, yeah. on Chamberlain. Look, the Chamberlain, and we'll talk a little bit about the movie at the end of the episode, but like, so you kind of knew the Chamberlain coming into this series, you know, what he was going to be. And Mm -hmm. I've made the comparison before to... Littlefinger? uh, Well, the comparison I've made before is to Iago, both in Macbeth, uh, sorry, Othello, Mm. but also, of course, the talking bird from Aladdin, because it's the same character. They're both named Iago, and they both kind of have the same role. You're uh-huh. always in somebody's ear. You know what to say to get them to do what you want, but you make them think that what you want is what they want. It's like, you know, this is what's good for you. The, like, there's the key moment where he he says that, you know, it's it's beneath the emperor to, to uh, face off with Rian. Better to have the general do it. You know, because he's just like, yeah, because, you know, the general's not as tough. And, you know, he's he's still weaker than uh, than he should be because he hasn't had nearly as much essence as everybody else. So uh, so the point in in bringing all that up, though, is that we we're getting to to this point where the the Chamberlain is, is just getting himself well situated. And if there was anybody that I would have expected to not actually do any fighting, it's definitely the Chamberlain, you know? Oh yeah. But he, I mean, he's there, you know, and he's there, but he's doing some shady behind the scenes things. I mean, the shadiest thing of all, because the, the only Skeksy that we see like actually killed instantly because what we see happen to the hunter is more drawn out and there's more mysticism involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about that moment when the Chamberlain, not surprisingly, just just been waiting since like episode four to betray the general for 
you stole my seat. I was like, dude, you got your seat back. What? What? Are you really upset about it? If they're quarreling amongst each other and the Chamberlain can secretly like try to be killing off other Skeksis, that would be amazing. I would like them to both stabbed each other. That would have been great. You know, and there could be another Chamberlain that ends up in the movie. That's fine. You know, I, I would be all right with that. Like. Chamberlain Junior or something. I don't know. <laughs> Junior, you know, they just they just found another Chamberlain in their group. And I mean, like, you are Junior. It's, it's a title. They all have names. You know what I mean? They so, can't have kids. At least I don't think so. Yeah. So let's they're just ho- like let, you let, are let, now Chamberlain hope, Junior. Let's just hope not. Let's just hope they can't have um, kids. I don't yeah. want to think about that. Yeah, and I, I have a really uh, when when we talk a little bit more about uh, some of the deaths too. Um, if you want to bring it up now, it's I okay. Do? Yeah, bring it up now. That's fine. Okay. Um, why don't all the mystics just like you know do do what that mystic with archer do did? Do what the archer did. Well, yeah. I mean, let's talk about the archer's sacrifice because okay. he realizes, like, okay, so the so the uh, the hunter is actually well and good thanks to that sweet augur essence that we referenced before. <laughs> And the he was so he was like sprinting oh, he, yeah, he was and up. like picked up Rian like he was uh I don't do I don't do sports you guys but it was like a football like he was running like he was running yeah <laughs> with like Rian under He's, his arm. like he was yeah he was gonna he was gonna basically get into the end zone he was gonna spike exactly Rian that's what there you meant. we go yeah, sports that's the sports talk that you uh, wanted in there sports hashtag sports mm-hmm. so yeah and the uh, and you know when agra told uh, the archer that you know that there was it was not going to be without sacrifice she knew he kind of knew that he's like all right well the only thing i can do in this moment is basically uh, take a big jump and that's going to stop the hunter because that that's really the only thing that can be done but you're right I just don't think the other mystics all want to kill themselves, you know? So uh, specifically, I would say that the heretics buddy, whose name is very similar to like Ugg or whatever it is, that guy, uh, he's like, he's not going to kill himself because they're like, they're like bros still, you know, even though they're, they're halves of the same. But other, other mystics, you know, so there has to be a mystic for each of the other ones. So why doesn't the mystic of the emperor just... You know, that's what I'm saying. Himself. But there has to be a reason why, and they maybe don't want to die. It's I maybe mean, that simple. Yeah, that that makes sense. Like, uh, you know, any species that survives is because they have that survivalist yeah. quality, and they don't want to die. But it seems like from what we've seen is that these mystics are very um, altruistic. Yeah, I guess and kind. So you think there would be a sense of sacrifice here. I'm just saying that's like a huge, just uh, blinding like realization for me during this episode where I was like, why don't they all just do that for, you know, quote unquote, like the greater good of Thrawn. Well, and then what it comes down to is like the fact that they're not doing it. It's like shame on you. Yeah. So (laughs) now they're, yeah, by not doing this because we all realized it, it's like selfish, you know, a bit. So I was just like, what the heck, mystics? You're all in hiding. Well, there seems to be some level of of mysticism or magic involved because of the fact that when they both die, that's when Augur is reborn. So maybe by putting her essence into the, uh, into the hunter, that's what made it so that, you know, that the death kind of caused it. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's, if this is a specific case, let us know what you think in the chat. Again, whether you're watching live or archives, if you're watching the archive, 
you'll see me trolling those comments in the weeks ahead. Uh, just looking for my hello, my fellow Hup fans. I need to make sure that uh, <laughs> we remain strong. My hello Hup, <laughs> that my fans stay strong, we stay united, and that uh, you know we just get together to talk about Hup once. You in a should while. make like a fan page. I might have to. <laughs> if somebody hasn't already beaten me to it, that's yeah. that's really what I want. Somebody else to have made a Hup page for me. Someone to just look probably at. already did. You're in luck. There's there's memes out there already. There were over the weekend. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see the 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 big showdown happen, and we kind of jumped ahead to the uh, to the hunter. But that is kind of the most significant part of it because what we're getting before that, we we see that Rian is able to use the 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 glaive, and he there's some weird sort of essence being brought into the sword that isn't entirely explained. It and looks smoky, so you're just sitting there going, "What is this? What is this?" I'm not used and to. he and so the general's like, "All right, just kill me." And he's like, "I'm not a killer." And I'm like, "This is when you should be a killer, though. This is the time. Like, you know, you need to kill as many of these uh, uh, these skexies as possible." Yeah, exactly. It's like you you got this super cool sword, and now you're going to just I don't know. Um, hold back with it yeah. like seriously it's for all of all of the gelfling here and now you're gonna be like it's not me come on guy yeah i know uh but the uh well we see we see some other uh harm befall other skexies so not everybody has that same problem so the collector is one that we see who definitely dies uh we we see uh, Madra Farah uh, basically sacrifices herself for Celadon, whom, let's point out, she did refer to as all Madra, so she seems to be yielding that claim, and she realizes that uh, she deserves it. But talk about the moment when uh, Farah, uh, Madra Farah is defended by a sort of unlikely creature. Oh my gosh, the fizz gig. That <laughs> yeah. was such a cute moment. Just biting on the beak. Our eye patch fizz gig. Yeah, that's um, how we knew it was hers. Exactly. It's like, that's why he has an eye patch, because we were going to need to recognize him Exactly, later. and I remember like thinking about that um, when Rian first went and uh, the fizz gig got the eye patch, yeah. right? So we we're I was there and I was like, is this an evil fizz gig now because it has an eye patch? No, it's a beautiful, loyal, wonderful fizz gig. And it was such a sad moment watching it, like, I don't know, it's just, so, it was so sad. It was, like, crying and all this stuff, and um, it was I kind mean, of a cute moment, I guess, with Celadon. Yeah, that it's like, all right, you know. Like, She's comforting a fizz gig. That's, I guess, a redeemable moment. They say Celadon's heart grew three sizes that day. Oh, yeah. Thanks to the fizz gig, you know, because she's <laughs> like, oh, my God, this this is so terrible. Madrafara, you know, sacrificed herself for me. It's not like we were we were girls, you know. We weren't uh, we weren't really friends. So I think that uh, that's those are the the key the key moments from that showdown are the the fact that we see the Chamberlain actually kill the general, proving that they can be killed because they've long had this belief, and we talked about this when we reviewed episodes eight and nine, that for whatever reason they believe that they're immortal and they can't die. But it's really just it hasn't happened, you know, that nobody's really been able to kill one of them. But clearly they can kill each other. And I don't know. I feel like that's very valuable uh, information because the Chamberlain probably suspected 
that they're not immortal. And yeah. he's like, yeah, well, clearly we're not immortal because look what I did to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that uh, it, it was interesting, though. My thought, my one thought on that was that I talked about it, the Chamberlain's not really much of a tough guy. I feel like he could only kill a Skeksy if he was already half dead, thanks to Rion. You know, I don't know yeah. if he could have killed a healthy general, a general who had kept up his essence for the last couple of weeks and wasn't mortally wounded a couple of different times in the last few episodes. I mean, I don't, I, I agree with that sentiment. He's kind of cowardly on, in that sense, but I also think the Chamberlain did it because. Because everyone saw him already get stabbed, that he knew it was a moment to seize, um, that no one would question why he died, why the general right. died. So so Chamberlain just sort of saw and seized an opportunity to to kill someone who it looked like they were dying previously, and yeah. no one would question it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least, at least not yet. At least not in this episode, mm-hmm. you know. So even we, though he did that like very creepy stare into the like camera almost. Yeah, I know. It's like glad I was with friends when he perished. <laughs> Looks in the camera and smiles. Slowly. And you know, while we're talking about the Skeksis, I I think that uh, you know I've had some fun with the Skeksis voice. I think this is the time for Angelica to just try out your Skeksis impression. Oh. You know, and remember the growls at the back of your throat. You know, it's a I don't little know if bit I Yoda. Can do back it. Well, you were that's a little Miss Piggy, but it's mm-hmm. close. Okay. Both Frank Oz, so you know that's that brings you close. Uh, I'm gonna go for like a shrill one. That, they're kind of all shrill, but go ahead. Okay, I, I feel I like I'm it. just gonna sound like Miss Piggy. Well, they kind well sort of every Henson character. Yeah, Here, I'm just gonna throw the growl in the front and Do probably right. harm I'm all of my vocal cords. Well, we're almost done, so it's all okay. Right. Perfect. So we could you could cover the rest of this without <laughs> right. And without I have another show talking. after this. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, what should I say? Skeksis. Uh, Skeksis. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun to talk like that? Skeksis. Friends. Skeksis. Friends. Friends. Give Gelfling everything. So it's fun. And <laughs> I, would tell, fun. I would tell everybody to leave their uh, Skeksis impression in the chat, but I guess you can't really do that. But you can tweet them at us. You can definitely yeah. tweet them and at us. I know us. we're supposed to give our social media at the end, but since we're talking about it, you can tweet me at DMZ. Give me your Skeksis impression, and and also make sure you copy Angelica. And I know it's a trade, but there's like a lot of Y's, so just say a trade. There's uh, two Y's. So A-Y-Y-T-R-A-E. two Y T R A E. Yeah, I really thought there were like four. Because if you just do one Y, it looks like I, like I I Captain. So I did two. I I Captain. It was planned. Picard? I swear, mm, my my Captain. Your Captain. Your Speaking captain. Speaking of of uh, Star Trek, I just wanted to. Uh, point out to you that I don't know if you've already done this, but doesn't the Arathum remind you of something? With uh, the, the combination, the yeah. yeah, definitely the Borg, <laughs> the yeah. hive mind, yeah, yeah. No, the 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 Borg with the it's like their, friendly their, Borg, their, their, assimula- their assimilation, which yeah. you know, let's be honest, the Borg kind of take a page from the Cybermen and Doctor Who, There's and like, and the Borg has it's like a that, face, that eye, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. It's so similar. Now we haven't talked about that. I think I wanted to wait to talk about that with you. Oh, perfect. But you know, Rachel also likes Star Trek too. So, uh, and by that I mean Star Trek as well. I think we all like Star Trek too. The Wrath of Khan. We all love Star Trek because. It's so lovable. Right. And 
keep an eye out for the uh, After Buzz after show on uh, Picard in 2020. Uh, I'm hoping to be a part of that, uh, as I have been for uh, both seasons of Discovery. I hope to be a part of that too. I hope you to be a part of I it. I will as like. Well. I will just bust in and like hide <laughs> under like, the table. What do, you, what do you do? It's like look who's here. <laughs> and I just pop up. I'm like, oh, oops. All I'm right. Here. <laughs> so let's uh, kind of wind down the the action in this episode. You know that the uh, the Skeksis ultimately realize that they become outnumbered because. All the Gelfling do show up eventually, which I think is a, that's a great moment. Eventually, like, yeah, they're yeah, they're like keyword, we, yeah, like we're all late together, which was interesting. <laughs> it was like, so where were you? You know, I have my my notes here. One of my bullets, um, just that I jotted down, was like the the rest of the Gelfling show up hella late. Oh, they <laughs> that's are my de- note. No, but you're right because they are hella late. It's like. It's How like, convenient. It's not just like two of the two of the clans are late. No, they're it's like all right, clearly you guys stopped off and you got some takeout and you know you had like a little campfire, maybe yeah, you sang everyone a song took, of death. Yeah, exactly. Everyone was like, let's all convene before yeah. we go to battle. Well they were tailgating. Chill. They were tailgating the battle. You know, <laughs> it's like let's have let's have some some brews. They're and, barbecuing yeah. back there. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh snap, we should probably we should yeah, probably show like, up. All right, I guess we should uh, we should sharpen our glaves and uh, get on. <laughs> oh up look there. Agra's here. Okay, we're coming. We definitely got to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now it's time. So they realized that also by being in partnership with the Arathon that we're definitely outnumbered. We've lost a couple of Skeksis here. We got to get back to the uh, the castle and regroup. Mm-hmm. And that's a there's a big celebratory moment. Uh, something that I think is very funny is how uh, Gurjan gets a lot of hugs and he says, I guess everyone wants to hug a hero. Which I thought, of course, like, you know, he looks very huggable, you know. And then. And and when he gets, he gets a big spider hug, a big Aratham hug. Yeah, it's like, kind he's of like, weird and he's kind like, of I cute. Guess. And then he's like, all right, who's next? He says that like off camera. So it I think, was like the most off-putting hug, but yeah. I enjoyed it somehow. And, you know, there's a lot of sort of background conversations during that from some of the characters that we know. And it's a, it's a nice little touch because, I don't know, you don't need to fill the background with all of that. But I guess when you're dealing with puppetry you don't have to worry about seeing characters' mouths move in a specific way and, like, dialogue that doesn't make sense and all that. So uh, I thought that that's nice. We have the celebration. Uh, Brea does grab the crystal uh, from the bottom of the glaive. So they finally found the lost shard of the crystal, which... Uh, if you've seen the movie, that shard is uh, something that continues to be very important for many trying to come. Mm-hmm. So it's good that I'm glad that Brea has it, at least for now. Of course she has it, too, because she's, you know, throughout this entire season, she's constantly said truth, truth, truth. I demand the truth, things like that. Yeah. And then, you know, coincidentally, she finds the, I think it's a crystal of truth or the shard of truth is what right. it, what Augur calls it. Yes. So they they have that. And, uh, the, and Augur references that. The shard is the key to ending the Skeksis' power and uniting the Gelfling. And the, the three suns are going to rise in a new world. There's a nice reference that the, the fallen are not truly gone. So I'm just wondering that, you know, any of the, the Gelfling who, who have died in the course of the season, who went back to Thra, 
are they possibly characters that we could see again in future seasons because they're somehow one with Thra, which is part of the crystal, and Mother Agra. Basically, oh. everybody except for Celadon, Brea, and Tavra's mother because they burned her. Mm-hmm. So she's the only one who didn't go back to Thra. Uh, do you think? Times. Do you think that we can see uh, these characters again, assuming there's future seasons? So, I mean, I know Agra is a bit of a special case here. Sure. But if... Perhaps if the um, Skeksis that ingested the the essence, will they uh, will the Gelfling's essence um, then create that like Phoenix effect that Agra had, right. and it will sort of bring them back? Well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, and uh, I don't know. Again, we know from the movie that uh, the, there are some Skeksis that survive into the future. So yeah. So it's always hard, and I I don't feel like that's a huge spoiler if you haven't watched the movie yet. In the first minute, you know they're Skeksis. So, yeah, there's it, a reason they're in yeah. this whole prequel. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason that we have them. It's not some other villain that yeah. you're like, well, they clearly beat all of them. Mm-hmm. So in any case... The uh, so and I have to mention Hup because he's oh he's separated from his friends and he's like oh he finds that little device where he can he can basically hop a ride on lore because like a podlin walking all the way back it would take him I don't know I don't, many a trying to make that journey so I think that if he's got lore he's on his way back and I don't uh, know if lore is particularly fast though. Yeah, but it's you know, basically Hup can put his feet up and just you know. Just I mean, the adventures of Hup his, and Lore. He can sounds... sing into his spoon, you know, his yeah. little podling songs. I dig it, but it might be a slow journey. Just putting that out yeah, there. Yeah, so that you don't want that standalone series. I, the adventures well, I of Hup and Lore. I don't want to see the travel bits, but I would be happy to see maybe like Hup's adventures and then Lore just kind of being like, Ooh. "See, I knew you were Team Hup." Uh, (laughs) well okay but i'm just saying lord does not look like he's gonna break into like sprint no that's true yeah yeah uh so it seems like this is this is a great moment for all the gelfling except as we referenced deet who is just filled with darkening and talk about that last scene of deet when she walks off, she sort of has that, well, she has that purple look in her eyes. I think her eyes turned blue. Yeah, and she just kind of looks at Rian, walks off, but anything that follows her, like all the all the vegetation, all the plant life, it just all dies and turns purple. It's so sad. So she's leaving darkening in her wake, basically. She's never going to be able to have her blue moss ever again. Ever? I don't think so. No, it's going to darken and I know. Wilt. So if she, as soon as she touches it. Yeah. So let's talk about where we leave Deet at the end of episode 10, at the end of this season, possibly the series. Where, where, What do you hope is best case scenario for Deet from here on? I mean, I think realistically, I sort of saw Deet's path, you know, right at that last scene. It was pretty straightforward. Is She's basically going to live a life of misery, isolation, and, you know, just being surrounded with with darkening, a.k.a. like death, essentially. So uh, maybe she can return back to some sort of cave or something, you know, like a nice leaky cave where there's nothing living and um, exist over there. And then when there is a calling, she can come out and sort of, I guess, uh, be that person that has to take in this darkening because... um, her uh, like uh, 
her physical form is somehow able to to take it at this point and she can withstand it yeah. and then shoot it back out you know so i think she's she's going to be a weapon for sure but um she's not going to be the happy fun deet that we know no of. the deet who loves everyone and loves everything and you know is introducing herself you know in she, early episodes yeah. like saying hi i'm deet who are you to something that's trying to eat her you mm-hmm. know instead it's going to be like hi i'm deet oh no oh no you're no. dead now yeah well yeah just basically like you know she has like the touch of death she, she can't touch anyone you know yeah. so uh, it's very sad for Deet's future, it's like but Rogue, right? uh, very much yeah. like Rogue, yeah. And so we we hope for the best for Deet in the future. And moment basically, of silence for Deet. Mo- just a quick moment, and okay. we move on. <laughs> and so it seemed like you know, and then we get the big like Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, fade to black. Time for the credits, except that uh, we see the scientist is still working on making the army, and the uh, Chamberlain's like. You know, look on Brightside, we still live. And, you know. Leave uh, it up to the Chamberlain to find a silver lining. Yeah, the silver lining. And he's like, oh, General perished at Stonenwood. Glad I was with friend when he died. And we get those character moments, but then we get to see the, uh, the, the, the Grabic, Aratham combination, super scary, nightmare inducing warrior. And that's the end. So what do you think from that end scene and just sort of basically this 10-episode journey that uh, we've both been on uh, over the last week? What are your thoughts on the way it ends, setting up uh, clearly season two? I'm, yeah, I, I mean, the the creature is kind of setting it up for, you know, future stuff, like from what I've – from what we've – Scene. If you have watched the original movie, it yeah. does kind of hint towards things sure. there. So it's it's sort of setting that playing field, and we're watching it all unfold. I think it was a very good way of of showing that. I didn't particularly love how it was done. That one scene with the scientist just broke my heart. Oh, that was rough. Yeah, yeah um, because I remember sitting there thinking, "Oh, this. Is, you know what? You could probably show this to kids." And then that happened. I was like, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh no!" <laughs> This yeah. is rated R. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it, it it set it up it set it up well and you know, I think along with the darkening spreading, we see the show get darker. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean this last episode was uh was plenty dark, you know. There was uh, there was no shortage of uh, of things. And we, you know, we'd seen plenty along the way. Uh, yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to see, uh, uh, you know, hopefully that there is another season. You know, there isn't just the movie that goes into the series. There are there were a series of young adult novels that they actually, you know, some, let's just say some fandom immediately sweeps aside novels that have been written Star Trek, Star Wars. And uh, I think that this was one that kind of embraced it and built it into the storytelling and some things from comic books. And previous to this, Netflix had been developing an animated series. And actually, that's where the character of Rian came from. And they sort of were like, well, we want to have this guy be a part of it. Basically, it's like, look, we paid to develop this dude, so let's use him. So I think there, it, it is a very rich story. And look, there for somebody who's really looking in to fill the gaps, I definitely say watch the movie now if you haven't watched it and you finish the series. I think that it'll it'll let you think a lot about it. And uh, if you have time to read novels and comics and things, 
uh, more power to you. Yeah. I wish and, I did. But. Yeah. And then just going off of that, let us know what you think. Yeah. You like always feel free to comment. I would love to continue talking about the show. Yes, and, you know, I almost, I almost feel like we should uh, watch along the movie or something. You know, we should Ooh. do we should do something with the movie uh, in the time ahead. I would like that. However, the movie now I feel like going to sit down and watch the movie what I think it's like what an hour and a half. It's long? an hour and a half. Yeah, it's gonna feel so rushed because we're yeah. so used to exploring yeah. everything. Yeah, but exactly. it's gonna be nice to see some fizz gigs again. Uh, yeah, I know. Ah, the fizz gigs. They're such a good care. Like creatures and and podlings are so great as well. But um, make sure you guys comment and you know like. Uh, thumbs up here on our YouTube and yeah. five stars over on iTunes. We really do appreciate it. So in our uh, final moments, uh, you know what we've done when we've had time throughout the, the series, the our series, the uh, after show, we've talked about some of the characters and some of the voice work that went into it. And I'm wondering, are you able to isolate one? But if you need to have two, who are your favorite character or characters? One or two, but not more than two. There can't be a three-way tie. I like Brea. I do like Brea. Brea's yeah. great. I it might be because I relate to Brea. She's sort of like the the Ravenclaw, you know, yeah. of the world here in Thraw. And all she she's just she's just reading, she just wants trying to the be smart. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's like such a a redeemable like her main character trait here. You know, it's like she's she's caring, but she values the truth. I think overall. And, you know, while she's stubborn, I think a lot of stubborn characters can get a lot of things done as long as you're aligned correctly. So I do like Brea a lot. And um, I I love the podlings if we're just going to go over to like creatures. No, I do. I, as a whole, I do really like them. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could have their own series, so to speak. You know, like if yeah. you could figure out, you know, all of the, uh, the language breakdown stuff yeah. without it getting too... Uh, broken and frustrating sometimes, but I, I love like the bar scene and things like that. And obviously, I think like Gurgen, there's just something about Gurgen. I do, really yeah. Nice. Well, he's he's usually there for comic relief, and yeah. uh, he's a true friend Maybe to that's Rian it. when nobody else is. You <laughs> so know? breaking it down, I yeah. like the humor, yeah. and I like the truth here. And yeah, so those I are think the characters. That most likable characters definitely Deet, and obviously I feel very strongly about Hub. But best defined, well-rounded character for me is definitely the Chamberlain because it's just there's so many he's he's again to bring it back to Star Trek he's playing three level chess and everybody else is just playing like one level and so you like a Skeksis? Well, he's the best character. He's not my favorite character. I already said that that was Deet. Okay. So but this is the best, the richest character that just does the the most and it's just really impressive. I guess going along with that Playoba in chat right now says Skekmal was the most beautiful. Remember that line? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> so I think uh, we got some other Skeksis yeah. fans maybe in and here. I believe that that voice is Simon Pegg, and so uh, that's great. And the Emperor is Jason Isaacs, whom uh, you may know from season one of Star Trek Discovery as Captain Lorca. We've talked about Mark Hamill as the scientist and some of the others, you know, but those those are some of the biggest. And I think I, in just the final moment, I wanted to just commend the fact that every character there, of course, is the voice actor, but just the fact that there are puppeteers actually operating these characters. And then, you know, to be fair, the voice actors have to come in after the fact. And basically it's like what you have to say this dialogue and make it fit in this thing that's already filmed. This is how much time you have to say it. So I think they both have tough jobs. 
But let's be honest, the the uh, the puppeteers. I mean, I don't even know how many hours it takes to do a ten hour uh, ten hour series like this. Oh, totally, yeah, and just like all of the the work that goes into it, they yeah. could honestly release you know just like a few hours of just footage of what goes behind the scenes for this and i think a lot of people would really enjoy that and if you've ever seen any henson stuff behind the scenes you know where you've you know you've seen jim henson operating muppets you've seen behind the scenes on sesame street it's just crazy to just watch you know just the, the how elaborate it all is and uh, sort of as a, as an homage to some of the, the that Muppet crew, there's two names involved with the series that uh, I wanted to give credit to. One is Dave Golas, who is the voice of Gonzo, among others, but mostly Gonzo. He's a character named Baffy in this series. And then also uh, not doing any voice work, but uh, as the puppeteer for a number of characters is Kevin Clash, who is best known for... He's not the original Elmo. He's not Elmo right now, but he's like sort of like the heyday of Elmo in his sweet spot up until I think about 2012, 2013. So when you read the credits, you'll see some familiar names. And then, of course, you'll see celebrity names. You know, Andy Samberg. We've talked about a a lot of these people who are there. But it's just it's just very impressive. Andy Uh, was so funny. He's such a great character. That was such a such a good moment. And I'm sad I didn't get to cover it with you guys. Oh, that's true. You weren't there for that. But but let's just hope for season two. Let us know how uh, optimistic you are for season two and what you would like to see from season two. Again, you can leave those comments in the chat for this episode. Or you can contact us on Twitter, which is a great way to keep in touch with us. I'm happy to continue talking about the Dark Crystal, specifically Hup, uh, for wow. weeks and months to come. Wow. What? And and I, I and we still <laughs> welcome all of your Skeksis impressions. We demand the truth. That's right. Via your comments. Yes. And where can people send their shards of truth to you, Angelica? You can send your shards of truth to me on Twitter and most other social media platforms at A-Tray, A-Y-Y-T-R-A-E. Or on Instagram at Angelica Trey. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And mere moments here on AfterBuzz TV from right now, you can see me talking about a very different darkening that is taking over a different planet. We'll be doing the Trump Report in a few minutes here on AfterBuzz TV. That's all the time we have for right now, but thanks so much to everybody who has been with us for all of these episodes. We hope that we see you soon. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.